Welcome to the LifeU Podcast. In this season, the Spirit is calling our church family to explore four spiritual practices, fervent prayer and worship, tending to scripture, sharing our faith stories, and serving the neighbor courageously and generously. This interview-based podcast will feature members of the St. Andrew's family, reflecting on how to cultivate a rich spiritual life that delights in the gospel message. To learn more about LifeU, go to standrews.org. And now, enjoy the conversation. Hello, St. Andrew's friends and uh, LifeU participants. I have a special guest to welcome, Beth Heyman. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for inviting me, Michael. Well, Beth, your podcast went over so well in the trial period that we just absolutely had to invite you on. People were raving about the great insights that you had to share. Well, Beth, but before we get into these additional insights you're going to share, tell us a bit about the work that you do at St. Andrews. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, I'm an early childhood minister at St. Andrews, um, which means I support families with um, children from, from birth all the way up to five. And then I also... Um, we've been some family ministry as well. Um, and I have a background as an educator. Um, I was a teacher for a long time and have my master's uh, in education. So that all helps. Um, and I'm a parent of two boys. So there's a little bit of experience there to speak from. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I pulled from different, I pulled from different areas. Yeah. Which, which I think all of us really appreciate. So I invited you Beth to reflect on this a little bit about kind of reading scripture with children. You know, this whole month is about, you know, why does attending to scripture is kind of the, the, uh, the key line we're using. And of course, part of that is tending to scripture in the context of a family. And, and, and sometimes that's family with families with children. And I wonder, Beth, just what are your thoughts on how we can, how we can do that effectively tend to scripture in our families with children? Yeah, Michael, that's that's a great um, thought and question. Um, so as I think back to just going back to me being an educator, I really was trained to sort of nudge readers along, right, and guide them toward this, you know, independent reading based on really what I knew um, about cognitive development. And now really, as I've um, embarked on this kind of early childhood and family ministry, and, and really as a parent also, I am now kind of called to nurture this, um, I guess what I would consider spiritual development. Um, and that of course begins with, you know, very early on from birth with this, um, you know, faith language, right? And then we kind of bring in the, the written word, um, it kind of, we, we, we bring that along um, in our faith, spiritual development. And really the, the most important that part of that, or, you know, is the most important book they will read throughout their lifetime and keep coming back to it again and again and again and again um, is, is the Bible, right? And, and yeah. um, all that we know and, and the relationship we build with Jesus through that. So, so, but before I kind of make suggestions um, about, what that can look like in your family and with children. I just want to say that there's really no wrong way to read the Bible with children. And I really liked what you said, um, Michael, I think I heard you Wednesday on your um, podcast, say something like, you know, we, we 
um, are worried, I think, as we start to, to bring out this, this word of God and this very important um, scripture to children that we're going to do something wrong, right, as a grandparent or as a parent. Um, and you kind of said, I think, you know, just, just you know, jump in and um, get in the sandbox mm-hmm. and, and just go for it and just start reading, reading with your kids and your grandkids and, um, and that it will all sort of, you know, you don't have to have all the answers, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, yeah. just just to, to make it available and really to do it often and anytime and anywhere. Yeah, well, you know, I think in our early conversations, Beth, we had, you had even brought up the point that, you know, in baptism, we, as part of the liturgy, we, we talk about a commitment to place in the child's hands the Holy Scripture. And that's, you know, something that is, you know, like parents and grandparents all put, yeah, go ahead. You have something to say about that. No, that's, that's exactly um, that. That's the problem we make at baptism. And whether you're a grandparent or a parent um, that, that we have made that promise to lift that scripture up and, and really it starts from birth, but um, because what we know about babies and attention spans, that'll look a little bit different. You know, we know that uh, a two to five-year-old can sit for, you know, maybe 10 minutes, um, you know, whereas a six to nine-year-old can maybe kind of sit for 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and by no means I'm suggesting that you need to sit while you read the Bible as well. Um, <laughs> there's, um, and just to, just to back up about the Bible itself with kids, um, you know, there's, um, we introduced the Spark Bible to, to preschoolers. Um, and, um, but I think before we even had that, we had a beginner's Bible again, that was given to us by a grandparent. Um, and, um, there's just, um, lots of different, um, very good children's, um, Bibles out there that, um, are just a good introduction to, to kids, um, for any grandparent or parent to, to bring out and to get into their hands. And really, I always tell parents, you know, a Bible is meant to be taken out. Take it, take it. We have little Bible covers. Take it outside. Take it in your car. Take it to, you know, take it store while you're waiting or the doctor's office and just ask someone to read with you or just look through. And that's the value of having the pictures in the, in the, the kids' story Bibles. Um, is is they can kind of page through and what are they seeing and what do they notice and what's Jesus doing here? You know, so um, I guess my, my first advice will be to, to get your hands on um, a good um, children's Bible. And if you don't have one, again, take your own Bible and, and paraphrase some of these stories for kids so that they just begin to hear those kind of beginning stories um, that are so important as they begin that spiritual development. You mentioned the Spark Bible, which is one that, that we use with our kids. Are there any other kind of Bible paraphrases for kids that you really recommend or anything like that? Well, I think, um, you know, there's the, the beginner's Bible, um, the Spark Bible, and we actually, um, you know, a, as our kids um, got, you know, as they started to explore more about the Bible stories and they started to pick out different words, little devotion books to kind of pair with Bibles. I know we have a Veggie Tales Growing with God. Um, and of course, um, the one for a little bit older kids would be Jesus Calling. Of course, it's a really popular devotional book. But mm. again, that supports and lifts up scripture. 
and then kind of digs into some of those big ideas, which, um, you know, I think is kind of once you've, once you're digging into the stories and the scripture, I talk to families and kids about thinking, what does God want me to know about this? Um, because that's really the tending to scripture part, right? Asking adults to do that too, not just to simply read the words on the page, but what, what does this mean to me? And for kids, that's, you know, it, it can be, it, it may not have a lot of experiences yet to build on, but they, you'd be surprised what they can um, come up with. Do you kind find of that, that big idea? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Beth. No, go ahead. Do you find that parents feel in any way intimidated by the biblical literature and that that might be a reason for not engaging it with their kids? Yeah, absolutely. And I think oftentimes, you know, the, the feeling is, well, we'll kind of let them get to Sunday school and, and let the, you know, the theological experts handle this. Um, but it doesn't need to be that way. Really. Um, I, I, encourage parents and grandparents don't think you need to explain everything yeah. really when you're reading through the Bible, you know, um, you know, there's no way you can carefully talk through and, and analyze everything. Um, but when you're, you know, seek out that one, like I said, that big idea, um, or that one verse and, and talk about that, um, and ask, you know, just simply what was your favorite part? And what, um, what wonderful things did you see happen in this story? And really the big ideas when they're real little, you know, are God loves you. And it's really that, that simple. God loves you. Um, God made you, God made everything. And then eventually those themes kind of, you know, they, they get bigger and more about, you know, God's grace and, and as they get a little bit older and have some more um, connections with the text. Yeah, so, I think yeah, there's, yeah, I think there's sometimes a pressure even that, well, what happens if I get a question that I don't know how to answer? And I think that can feel like an uncomfortable spot. But in, in point of fact, uh, a person may not need to feel the pressure always to answer those questions. And I think it's, I, sometimes I think it's good enough just to raise kids that know they can ask question, hard questions of the Bible. That's, that's exactly right. Yep. They, and, and also, um, you know, as you're reading and as you're talking about it, you may find that, um, if you're like the kids in my family, you know, what if your child or grandchild isn't interested in sitting with you? Or mm -hmm. like, I, I think I, I mentioned this earlier that we often think of reading the Bible and, and it is a, a great way to, to just sit, um, make a routine, um, make it, you know, every, every night or every morning, or maybe you pick certain nights that is the time together as a family read, but maybe your child grandchild isn't ready to, to sit or um, isn't that kind, kind of a learner. We know that um, um, Howard Gardner's uh, multiple intelligences. Yeah. I learned a lot about that again, pulling back from my education background that, um, you know, there's, you might be a verbal linguistic child, but if your child isn't wanting to dig into the Bible that way, there's so many fun ways that you can get at those other intelligences. Um, you know, music is a great place to bring out scripture. Um, in fact, you know, there's a couple different, um, 
ways. You know, there are some music pieces that actually tell the story. I mean, you we all remember mm. Zacchaeus, right? Zacchaeus, yeah. the wee little man, right? <laughs> That's one of the earliest songs that kind of sticks with you through that mm. story. And then you can talk about that um, musically. Um, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Um, you know, there's lots of songs that bring out scripture and then that's a way for kids to connect if they've got that musical intelligence. Um, you know, there's that bodily and kinesthetic um, approach to learning where, you know, get kids um, to build the story, um, have them dig out some Lego guys and, and find the disciples and have them recreate that story um, with Legos or mm. with anything you have around the house. Um, so really just, um, you know, the reading and digging into scripture doesn't just have to look like what we think of it um, as, as sitting down and kind of cuddling up and reading, although that's really important too. But um, kids are, are learning in a variety of ways. And I think that's important to remember as we, we go through um, reading the Bible as a family. That's really helpful, Beth, to think about it from the kind of Gardner's multiple intelligences perspective because I think you know it's easy to kind of fall into a rut and say well this is what Bible study looks like this is what it looks like to engage the Bible but you're really encouraging us to think pretty creatively about how to do that with kids yeah there there are lots of ways um lots of ways you can you can dig in and get deeper um to nurture this development so I would just say create as many opportunities as you can um, to read or really experience these stories. I like to talk about experiencing these stories in new and creative ways. And really, um, you don't need to, um, as parents, I know, um, we don't need to feel the pressure of, of making it big and grand. It, it can happen in a normal part of our day. Let's say bath time, right? There's water. Well, water lends itself perfectly to me stories right you know in here um so get out a little boat and kind of help your child help narrate that story um and you don't you you know you you may get your book wet or maybe you're just telling it from your own memory and that's okay too but um you know really drawing out those natural organic experiences you're having as a family and weave in these stories through those natural times Wow, that's so helpful, Beth. I wonder, just as we kind of slide into home here, um, are there any sort of other tips, tricks, uh, insights you have to share about, uh, you know, uh, tending to scripture with our children? Um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of it, Michael, but I just um, just want to reiterate, you know, um, that, again, this kind of faith language, this God loves you starts right away at birth and um, making the sign of the cross ahead. And really, um, they should already have some of these words that has this, these pathways have been created in their brains since birth. And so um, then they'll start to hear them in the scripture and make even more connections as they get a little bit older. Uh, so again, I would just say, um, make time for it. You don't have to have all the answers. Um, I know I don't. So it's okay to say, I, do, I don't know. Let's think about this together or let's reread this again later. I mean, that's what the Bible is with us forever. It calls to us. I think you said Jesus calls to us. And that's really important to remember, um, you know, even as we kind of go through our years and experiences as a family with the scripture. So 
it will call us back again and again and again and help us um, our family um, along this path and this relationship with Jesus. Well, Beth, I am always uh, so grateful for your insights. Uh, your ministry is a blessing to all of us. And uh, thank you once again for sharing your thoughts on uh, reading and tending to scripture with our children. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thanks. This has been a production of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church in Matamidi, Minnesota. To find out more information about St. Andrew's or about LifeU, go to standrews.org. Thank you for listening.